0: to see if people get into the Sacramento Kings game tonight because uh, last couple of nights uh, they haven't been able to and um, because protesters with the controversial shooting in Sacramento that's gotten so much national attention now and whenever these stories go national and you got people marching in the streets and cities thousands of miles away isn't it all about we believe the police are are, uh, more than willing to shoot people of color for no good reason. Isn't that what they're saying? More there are different ways to phrase it, but yeah, more or less, sure. And that's a hell of a that's a hell of a thing to to either believe or say.
1: Indeed. To discuss that and the situation in Sacramento and other issues, Chief Daniel Hahn of Sacramento Police Force joins us now. He's the 45th Chief of Police. Uh, and uh, well, actually we'll ask him. Uh, Chief, how are you, sir? I'm doing good. How are you? Good. How long have you been in the job?
2: Since August.
1: Oh, okay. All right. Barely had a chance to settle in um let's let's begin with the obvious do you believe the uh, shooting of stefan clark was uh, justified from what you've seen so far
2: well i um, as a police chief um i'm waiting for all the facts to come in before we make a determination of that so that's the proper thing to do as a police chief
1: and that's 100 percent the proper answer too and is
2: that always the way you
0: do it whether it's making the news or not
1: <laughs> that's correct that is
0: exactly how we always do it
1: Yeah, actually, I think it might be informative for the folks to hear that. What's the standard procedure if there's a police-involved shooting?
2: Well, as in any shooting, whether police are involved or not, there's a lot of evidence to be collected, a lot of interviews. um, In this case, a lot of videos, um, or the three videos we released anyway. And so um, there's a lot of evidence to um, examine, including the coroner's report and other reports that come from agencies outside of ours.
0: When somebody's shot and killed, are the police that uh, the, the officers that actually shot and killed the dude? Are they are they um, uh, suspended? Is probably the wrong word, but are they off the beat for a while while the investigation's going on? Do they just go about their daily job waiting for the investigation? How does that work out?
2: No, uh, immediately they're put on administrative leave as as a normal practice. So regardless of the facts of the sh- uh, shooting, they're put on an administrative leave right after uh, any incident like that. Chief, you mentioned that there are other agencies involved in investigating the
1: situation. Uh, Tell us about that.
2: Well, for example, the coroner's office, the crime lab to process certain evidence. Um, And in this case, we've also, I I asked the attorney general to join in the investigation to be that independent third body to hopefully um, provide some uh, confidence in the community in um, this case, since the emotions are so high and the circumstances of this case. I thought it was important to ask the attorney general to um, bring in investigators to be an independent third party to provide some additional confidence. And hopefully that will bring a little bit of calm and some very tense situations.
0: Hey, are there any videos that we haven't seen on uh, television yet?
2: Yes, there's several. So um, we released all the videos that show the actual um, shooting. And there's a lot of uh, so our policy is to release all videos for all for everything we have for uh, regarding this incident. So there's a lot of officers that responded after the fact. And so we release all that video. So we're still in the process of redacting all that video, but there is no other video that shows the actual shooting. What what do you have to redact? Well, there's a lot of confidence. So officers wear body cameras and have in-car cameras. So, for example, the computer screen in the car, Um, oftentimes has confidential information. For example, they might have just run you on their computer as they're responding. Well, your information is confidential, so we would blur out the computer screen. Or if we're talking about somebody's uh, confidential information, then we would um, cut out the audio on that that's talking about somebody's information. So all those videos have to be gone through the entire video, redacted, and then reviewed again to make sure there's no confidential information on there.
0: You know, one angle of this that I haven't heard discussed is um, if it went down the way, you know, we're, we're told it went down, they thought he had a gun, they shot him and killed him, then realized he didn't have a gun. That's just got to be a horrifying thing for a police officer to realize they just shot and killed somebody who wasn't armed. And, and you'd spend the rest of your life thinking, did I, did I react too fast? Should I waited a half second longer? Whatever. It's just got to be brutal.
2: Yeah, well, as a police officer for 31 years, um, shootings are are very rare for a police officer. Most officers go through their entire career without ever having shot their um, gun, including myself. I've never um, been in a shooting, um, but um, yeah, it, nobody. It, most officers, um, when they get in a shooting, have a lot of issues with that. And then I can only imagine what would go through if you were in a shooting and then you come you. Determine that the person didn't have a gun chief daniel
1: Hahn is the chief of police of the city of sacramento um it's got to be difficult to deal with people who are just angry and there's nothing you can say logically there's nothing you can point out there's no evidence you can put in front of them to calm the situation down and there's a little of that going on now isn't there
2: well, you know, the emotions are high, so this isn't just related to Sacramento. It's related nationally to all the other incidents that are similar to this that people have seen. So, yeah, that, that um, leads to a situation where people are very angry and, and emotions are high. It's completely understandable, um, but it is, comes for challenging times as we try to ensure that our community is safe, ensure that the protesters are safe. At the same time, officers um, are standing in the face of that, and um, there's been some very tense uh, moments. There's been assaults. There's been property damage. So, yeah, it's it's uh, really tough times. What, what we're really concentrating right now is to bring some calm, even to the protests, so we don't have any spark that would um, take this to the next level in terms of more damage to our city and more unrest. So, well said. Um, yeah, very tense times. So a uh, number of people have pointed out, and I noticed in one
1: of the body camera videos that y'all released, um, that someone's heard telling the officers to mute their body cameras. Why is that?
2: Well, that, that's a good question. That's uh, part of the investigation that we have to determine. So, there, Is that um, a common thing? Um well, I, I don't know if it's common, but it's happened before. So they're told in their training that they can mute under certain circumstances, such as if they're having a personal conversation or they're talking about to a confidential informant or something like that. So part part of this investigation has to determine if they were doing it for those reasons that um, they're trained that they can do it for. And then beyond that, um, which we were already doing actually before this incident happened, is looking at whether we should still allow that. Because as we can see in this case, regardless of whether they were doing it for an authorized purpose, it brings a lot of mistrust in what were they talking about. And so that's an unnecessary chip away at the trust between police and community. So um, there's probably a very good chance that um, that policy will um, change as we we're already looking at it before this incident happened.
1: You know, I'm not suggesting this is true, but I wonder, you know, if I were a, a police union attorney, I might suggest that because On the off chance it becomes a criminal matter, there's a Fifth Amendment uh, situation involved. Uh, uh, Do you want to speak to that or just leave that one alone?
2: Well, I'll let the union speak for
1: themselves. Okay, all right, fair enough. (laughs) Hey, so listen, uh, we've heard that the announced policy is that the fans will uh, be attending the Kings game tonight, the Sacramento Kings game, and they will be uh, permitted to enter more or less no matter what. Can you tell us about that?
2: Well, yeah, we'll, we'll see tonight. I mean, that has to be a partnership with the Kings, and it has been. We work very closely with the Kings. So a lot of things the Kings have to authorize because it's private property. And so we will continue to work closely with the Kings. But, yeah, our goal is to um, um, work closely with the Kings to ensure that fans can get into the game. So we'll see how it goes.
0: All across the country, and this is a terrible situation, we got a lot of people, it's mostly black neighborhoods, who believe that, the police are uh, very um, much more willing to shoot somebody dead in their neighborhood than they are in other neighborhoods. And and, and a lot of people believe that the police are looking forward to the chance uh, to shoot people in their neighborhood as opposed to other neighborhoods. How, how do you, how do we address that?
2: Well, that's, that's a good question. And I, I do believe that feeling is, is fairly strong across our nation. And, um, I think it really comes down to the root is is race is uh, plays a, a dominant role in a lot of things in our country, and not just law enforcement, but race permeates a lot of things, and it's one of the things I think we struggle with the most in our country, and struggle with um, what's the solution, and so um, we're doing a lot of things in the police department, including um, trainings and work around implicit bias that we're getting started, but it is. It, that's an issue that plagues our entire country, and it's even more prominent in law enforcement because we have so much power to take people's freedom away. We have uh, equipment like uh, firearms and things like that. So it 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 comes out much more in law enforcement, but it really permeates our entire country, but because of the power that we have, Um, I think we're we have even bigger responsibility to try to tackle that issue
1: you are Sacramento's first African-American police chief I understand you don't really like it when people dwell on that exactly why is that
2: well I don't mind people uh saying it but um it really means nothing if we don't if we don't serve our community the way our community needs to be served and we don't have the partnerships that we need to have so you know then it's it really doesn't mean much. So um, my goal is to ensure that we have a great relationship with our community, and we're we're the best police department that could possibly serve this specific community. So um, it's significant in in certain aspects, but if it doesn't, it, it doesn't. That by itself isn't going to change anything.
0: I'd like to give you an opportunity before we let you go to blast the media if you want to, because in a lot of these uh, really controversial, inflamed situations across the country, the media has absolutely made it worse as opposed to better by emphasizing certain things or partial portions of videos and leaving out other parts. Any of that going on here?
2: Well, let me just say this. Um, we need the media to get information out. The media plays an important role in our in our city and our country, and we need them to be able to get information out on any number of, of sort of things. But I do believe um, we all have a bit of responsibility in Sacramento to ensure that even whether it's protests or whatever else, that it remains calm because it's not good for any of us. If we have any additional tragedies or violence or property damage, that doesn't, that doesn't help us get better as a community and as a police department. So I think that's all of our responsibility to call for calm, regardless of where you fall on this issue or what you think, or whether you're protesting or not. Um, to me, there's been some really tense moments that, you know, just one little thing could, um, spun that out of control and so i think we all have a bit of responsibility to our city and to our community to ensure that we stay relatively calm so those sort of things don't happen
1: well that was an eloquent answer indeed uh so obviously we will blast the media after we hang up because they deserve it chief daniel Hahn is the chief of police of sacramento chief we appreciate the time very much uh well done i hope we can talk again soon thank you take care you got it
0: there are absolutely situations and we've talked about them over the years where the media made things worse as opposed to better
1: absolutely a combination of, between bias a combination of bias and wanting to whip it up for ratings
0: yeah make it more exciting period right. or taking a side right um, uh,
1: ambiguity is not nearly as easy to sell on cable news or local news as uh, a clear injustice, a horror, you can't believe what happened here. As opposed to, listen, it's it's kind of hard to figure out what happened here. There's wrong on both sides, right on both sides. That's hard to sell. So they simplify it and they whip it up.
0: Well, the trouble I have is, like the hashtag Me Too thing with the shootings, you got to go on a case-by-case basis. Right. Y- you can't lump it in with a uh, a tendency across the nation. Why would you do that?
1: Right, Aziz Ansari is not Louis C.K., and, you know, this shooting is not the other shooting is not the it's other one, It's not right.
0: Trayvon Martin or
1: whatever else. Right, right. Th- they, they don't have anything to do with each other. And Trayvon Martin was not Michael Brown, for instance, right? right. Uh, Chief Daniel Hahn of Sacramento, I thought so, he, he was more con- candid than I expected yeah, during yeah. troubled times.
0: Yeah, for, uh, for the situation he's in, he was pretty candid, because yeah. I was expecting nothing, which is what you usually get.
1: Well, like he said... Things are pretty stirred up, and you want to avoid throwing a spark. Yeah.
0: And then he's got, you know, I'm sure he's got lawyers in his ears, too. You know, they got that whole deal. Um. So our text line is 415-295-KFTC. What was your impression?
1: We got other stuff. 415-295-KFTC, or if you want to email mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
2: its first nude beach this april and in may ireland will be closing its first nude beach
1: is that a shot at the irish or pale skin i think oh i don't know i don't know i don't know what it is boy we're so busy today so incredibly busy we mentioned a story very very late in the show yesterday about the Medicare expansion wasting hundreds of millions of dollars in California. I heard that. Hundreds of millions. We ought to mention that maybe tomorrow. I don't know. Um, it's, it's incredible. A story where hundreds of millions of taxpayer dollars are wasted. Just there's no time. I've got time for a couple of great stories
0: here. Are you following the New York Vampire story? <laughs> you, you got that story. So that, that in a second. But first, this. Um, I'm not going to. I'm not going to refer to that woman as SD anymore because I heard that guest yesterday. Talking about why the the news using the real name. What's her real name? Oh, Stephanie Clifford. Stephanie Clifford. So yeah. Stephanie Clifford, who is a porn star, goes by a different name, who claims she had sex with the president. She had sex with the president. Why am I saying claims? Because um, you're trying to be unbiased. But Stephanie Clifford, how's Trump going to deal with this whole thing? As uh, you know, he's got a couple out there. A buddy of mine sent me this text yesterday. <laughs> I thought it was pretty funny how, how Trump should deal with this. Trump goes on the uh, very special Oprah show mm-hmm. designed just for that. And confesses all his sins and apologizes. With Oprah on this special show, then he stands up and pulls off his fake suit to reveal he's just wearing his tidy whities and chases <laughs> Oprah around while the Benny Hill soundtrack plays. <laughs> wow! Wow! For instance, I think that would be funny. <laughs> wow! This that would be funny. Chasing the women around the stage. <laughs> wow! Yeah, well, that'd be fun. What whats What is what? I like that as an idea. But back to the New York vampire. I think I remember this story when it happened. It looks like he's going to be back out on the street soon because of a plea dart bargain that his uh, his lawyer worked out. But not sure I remember this guy. What are we, what are we talking about? Uh, yeah. He uh, last summer he terrified tourists there in Central Park in New York when he bit the heads off of two birds. Good lord! Two pigeons,
1: and then drank the blood out of them. That can't be good for you. I don't even want to touch a pigeon. Yeah.
0: But, uh... He bit
1: their heads off, you said?
0: His lawyers have worked out a deal, and it looks like he could be back in the city's parks slurping up (laughs) burned blood very soon. Well, what are you going to charge him with? Cruelty to animals? Yeah, it ended up Freaking being... Freaking out tourists? It ended up being fairly minor charges. Wow. I mean, kicking a pigeon's not that big a crime. You can't keep somebody held very long for that. But you pigeon kick. But in front of tourists, I don't know why it says tourists, because even if you're a uh, hardened New Yorker, you probably would no, react to this. You're used to that. <laughs> if a guy holds up a pigeon and bites its head off with his own teeth and then tips it up like a cold
1: Budweiser... What if you just paid five bucks for a street vendor hot dog and you Whoa. see that? Well, great. You throw that in the trash. Wow. That's some odd behavior.
3: So, um, <laughs> funnily enough, funnily enough yes, Ozzie. when I left school, I wanted yes. to be a plumber. Jo- job application was a plumber. Oh, oh, they're they're not a professional that's announcer. Right. <laughs> Ozzy did that on
0: stage, didn't he? No, actually. Thought he bit the head of bird and, bird no, and drank the blood. That's the
1: story. I'd but. rather go with the story. All right. Yeah, he did. Did it every night for three tours in a row. <laughs> um, so listen, I, I want to get to this. We don't have time to discuss it, but we have a completely different society in the United States of America than we had 50 years ago. Now it doesn't have to do with ethnicity, although that's certainly a factor. And culture is underappreciated and underdiscussed. I'll say it for the rest of my life. What is culture? We'll discuss it later. But never married. 21 to 36-year-olds. You're between the ages of 21 and 36. You've never been married. You are single. In 1965, roughly 50 years ago, about the time my parents were married, 17% of twenty-one to thirty-six year olds had never been married, seventeen percent. It is now fifty-seven percent. That's a different society. That is a completely different society. Well, not completely different, obviously. We still have cars and airplanes, for instance. But we still speak English. Some of us. Um, this is a huge demographic change. Any more examples like that? the oh. shock us to our core. As far as you know, I don't know. That was it. Oh. I'm going to go grab a pigeon, bite off its head, and drink its blood.
3: What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Police shooting in Sacramento drawing White House attention. Trump is launching a Twitter war against Amazon. Is that how you pronounce it? Amazon. Amazon. And the new coffee cure all or curse study you really need to hear. Coming um, up. minutes good from now. Lord. You know, I'd meant to
1: ask the chief, what do you think Al Sharpton coming to town? Oh. He that, wouldn't have answered. That would have been a good question. Uh, stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
2: a
0: breaking story about the way social security has been handling your social security number
1: oh i'm sure they've been handling it well and with great care jack and in terms of a, you know why i think that because uh, i'm an idiot
0: in terms of keeping illegals from using it it's uh just coming out this story so we'll bring that to you in a little bit it's pretty interesting um <clears throat> and one other thing i wanted to mention it was about uh and it slipped my mind i've lost lost my train
1: i lost my train of thought Well, I'll jump in then, Jack, and tell people we don't do a sports talk show, but we do love baseball, and it's opening day today. The crack of the bat, the roar of the crowd. That's it, right. Where do you want to start? Let's work from south to north. Soon-to-be All-of-Famer Trevor Hoffman throws out the first pitch for the San Diego Padres against the Milwaukee Brewers. Did you know there's a rule in Major League Baseball? You can't have players like Tide Alcohol and Endorse Alcohol, but you got an entire team that's about the brewing industry. And do they still, because I
0: went to a yeah. Brewers games as a kid in Wisconsin, they used to be when you hit a home run, a guy slid down a slide into a giant mug of beer. Is that still the way it is there?
4: or not? I certainly hope so. It's a charming uh, relic of the past. <laughs> a rather well-mustachioed <laughs> mascot, if I do Ryan, remember correctly. Right, right. Yeah.
1: The Giants begin their regular season today in Los Angeles. Clay Kershaw starts for the for the, oh, against the Giants. I was going to say, no, he doesn't <laughs> throw for the Giants. Ty Block takes the mound for the Giants. The A's go up against the Angels. And the Mariners of Seattle kick off against the racist Indians. <laughs> <laughs> I do love baseball.
0: So the Hall of Fame is no longer going to allow the Indians to have the, uh, the their little uh, logo
1: there in the Hall of Fame. So that's step one in chipping mm. away at that logo. Wow. Wow. You know, I almost made a really funny but incredibly unfortunate joke. I'm glad I didn't. Thank God that happens once in a while. Oh, Pods fans, and my buddy Brian the Umpire is calling uh, the Padres game today, so wave to him for so me. Is he going to give him a little love?
4: <laughs> no. No, don't say that. <laughs> little no. The, little wide strike zone, a little home-friendly home Yeah, little, no. love, little please the fans. Never. Nah, no. no. How
0: about you give the fans straight a down the middle? Give the fans what they came out for, huh? I learned it from Gladiator.
3: Win the crowd, win your freedom. Come there on you now. Go. Let's get the news now, Marsha Phillips. <laughs> <laughs> on an entirely different note, the funeral for the unarmed black man who was shot by Sacramento police is going to be taking place this morning at eleven. The Reverend Al Sharpton on hand to give. Well, oh, that will help.
1: Why? That's a step in the right Why? direction. Why? Gosh, if you haven't caught on, folks, he's a hustler. He's a con man. He doesn't bring anything positive to anything. Maybe more attention? If you really want attention, I could see selling a portion of your soul for the Reverend Al to show
4: up. The story seems to have been getting plenty of national traction without him. I don't think he's really going to elevate it to a new level of awareness.
0: Right. Well, he's going to elevate. His his name will be in the news all day long, which is what he's excited about.
3: Stefan Clark shot several times March 18th while he was in his grandparents' backyard. Police responding to reports of someone breaking windows. They say they thought the 22 year old cell phone was a gun in the open fire. Since the shooting, protesters taken to the streets of California's capital several times. Family and city officials appealing for calm today. The White House asked about the Clark shooting during the Daily Briefing Wednesday. White House Press Secretary Sarah Saunders
4: Certainly we want to make sure that all law enforcement is carrying out the letter of the law. The president's very supportive of law enforcement, but at the same time in these specific cases in these specific instances those will be left up to local authorities yeah, to make that determination and not something for the federal government to weigh exactly, in on. Exactly.
0: And I don't I don't understand how it gets this gets left out of the the national yeah. media coverage of this. Each situation is it's got its own facts. You can't lump them all together. In fact, that'd be the worst thing you could do.
3: It'd be
1: a horrible thing to do. Right. Oh, right. Because, well, yeah, from the from the uh, too many people are getting shot point of view, if one shooting is justified, you don't want to have people assuming they're all justified. Right. That'd be awful. You know, Marshall illustrating the difficulty of reporting this story, you're trying very hard to be even-handed, and you're doing a lovely job at it. But even the phrase, shot in his grandparents' backyard. Right. How did he come to get there? He was trying to elude the police. He was jumping fences. And ended up in his grandparents' backyard. Because it sounds like he was sipping iced tea with granny and grandpa back there. And you didn't do that intentionally, and I get it. But it's, God, it's so hard. to. T- which is, well, which is why we don't try people in the media. We let the procedures run, and we hope they're honest.
3: President Trump says he has expressed concerns about Amazon in the past. In a morning tweet. Trump is arguing, quote, I have stated my concerns with Amazon long before the election. Unlike others, they pay little or no taxes to state and local governments. They use our postal system as their delivery boy, causing tremendous loss to the U.S. Do we not make them buy postage or what? How does that that work? Yeah, he's got to expound
0: on that. I don't understand
3: what the problem is there. And they are putting many thousands of retailers out of business, exclamation point. Amazon CEO Jeff Bezos owns the Washington Post, a frequent target of Trump criticism. The Dow has the Amazon or Amazon stocks down again today. No, it's Amazon. Amazon. So so
0: the president tweets that he's unhappy with Amazon and their, sta- their stock
4: goes down. It started <laughs> dipping yesterday, yesterday when there was yeah. kind of rumors about, hey, we need to look at some antitrust things I heard some articles about. So yeah, the trouble right. started late in the evening yesterday.
0: But if you're the president of the United States, how do you, how do you not... Uh... You know, start trading stocks based on your tweets.
3: How do you not do that? I would. Coffee, cure all or curse? Oh, we good Lord. We have got another new study. This one out of Brazil. This looked will be
1: music at... to the ears of no one.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I think you will be very interested in this, will sir. Will okay. Yes, especially Joe. A uh, study, the researchers looked at more than 4,000 people in Brazil asking them about their coffee drinking habits. They correlated their answers with their coronary artery calcium, or CAC readings. CAC! (laughs) Be careful. Yeah, easy. CAC scans look for signs... Come and read my CAC! Well, you probably had yours read before, Joe. Okay. CAC scans look for signs of calcium buildup in the heart's arteries, which can trigger a heart attack. It is a very important reading. Agreed. They found people who drank more than three cups of coffee a day had decreased odds of coronary difficulties. Woo-hoo. So issues? it's the heart
1: cack
0: that's yes. the problem. Boy, you gotta really... <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh.
3: Emphasize that vowel. You gotta be careful.
1: You don't want to go off half cacked.
3: <laughs> yes! <laughs> The cat builds up and you fall down. Anyway, three or more cups of coffee a day
1: will save you. That reminds me, I'm supposed to go get my blood test like weeks ago. I'll have to go. All right. I have for you coming up
0: maybe yes. the final word on diet since we're talking about uh, well-traveled ground and studies. Yes. Maybe the final paragraph in this diet or that diet from an article in the New York Times last night that I thought was really interesting. I'll pass that along.
3: This might be the last time I ever even talk about diets. Fair enough. There you go. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong at Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. You know, <laughs> thanks, Squawky. One more note from the world of baseball.
1: Cleveland Indian pitchers Trevor Bauer, who is uh, evidently some sort of arrested adolescent case, had demanded a salary of some millions of dollars Uh. It, uh, forget that four twenty thousand and sixty nine. He wanted four twenty and sixty nine. Oh my God! In his ca- in his contract, when arbitrators actually awarded him more, he announced the sixty nine days of giving, in which for sixty nine days, I'm tired of this voice myself. He would give four twenty sixty nine a day to charity. Oh my God. I Which is going to be player. almost, uh, and then on the final day, he's going to donate sixty nine thousand four twenty and sixty nine cents to the charity of his choice. So he's going to give away many, many tens of thousands of dollars to charity, just because he thinks it's funny to have four twenty and sixty nine in his his paycheck. Do you get it?
4: His, those numbers mean he, other things.
1: Right? <sighs> <laughs> his enthusiasm for that
0: childish joke <laughs> is really over the top. <laughs> It's astonishing.
4: Yeah, sounds like I got to buy a jersey for the first time in a decade. (laughs) (laughs) Did you get it? Sixty nine. Did you get it? Yeah, I
1: I got it the first eight (laughs) times. I made him pay me that. (laughs) I don't get it.
0: So the final word. On uh, dieting, I think, finally out there. And 420, that's like with dope. Old friend of the Armstrong and Getty Show, Mark Kakorian of the Center for Immigration Studies, with an important um, a tweet today alerting Uh-oh. us to a particular story. Coming up on the Armstrong
1: and Getty Show.
2: Armstrong and Getty.
1: The conscience of
2: the nation.
3: The Armstrong and Getty show
2: along the highway throwing shadows in the dark. that was it and it was a very small punctuation it was a, like a dot it was bleeding but it was like a dot so I don't know if he just got me with the tip of the knife or if he got me with a syringe
0: that's Corey Feldman. <clears throat> who was tweeting from his hospital bed about how he'd been stabbed he believes by people who are trying to keep him quiet about uh, sexual child abuse in Hollywood right um, the, which the, which is true there's a ton of it and he's the hospital personnel all called, called him on it well that's fun. that's right. that's all well and good right Well it's Indeed. all well and awful right. But uh, the the people at the hospital and the police say, you weren't stabbed, dude. But he's continuing to say uh,
4: he was stabbed. He was punctured. I believe that he believes that.
0: That's what I was wondering yesterday. If he's the sort of person that makes this crap up, or does he believe people are out to silence him by stabbing him, and he believes he was stabbed, even though he wasn't? Oh, man. That's rough.
2: Yeah,
1: it's rough. Yeah.
0: Makes you pretty crazy.
1: Yeah, it's sad. I mean, he is crazy. He's been probably crazy most of his life, and he's a victim of... Of child rape and the rest of it. It's just, which, you know, predators, that's who they go after. Kids who are a little unstable, a little needy, what have you. Sick. The the final word on dieting coming up in a second.
0: It's one I'm going to remember. Okay. Uh, And and then I'm done with it. I'm done with the whole conversation. Unless something absolutely completely new is invented about dieting, which is unlikely, Um, this is going to be my final attitude toward it. Okay. But first this from Mark and He's with the Centers for Immigration Studies. Like lots of SSGs. It's just center. Okay. Isn't it? Um, He tweeted this out Social Security stopped informing people. I'm sorry.
1: Why is Nancy Grace on TV? Ever? Can she be taken off of the TV? She's
0: a new uh, person on Good Morning America. No. You've always hated Nancy Grace. I don't mind her that much. Oh, she's awful. She's morally reprehensible. (laughs) She's she's, she's, a, 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 a blot on the planet. Didn't we
1: used to have her on Weekly or something? Yeah, our boss made us. Anyway, you're saying something about uh, Mark Krikorian? She's had work done. I hardly recognize her. She ought to have work done on her soul. <laughs> <laughs> Can you, could you tighten this up a bit? Soul tuck.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Saw them last weekend. They were great. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: great, great. It's like the 70s are back again. Soul tuck. So
0: for Mark Krikorian, Social Security stopped informing people of Social Security number mismatches so as not to dissuade illegals with stolen Social Security numbers from applying for DACA. And they kept that move secret for four years. Wow. How do you like that from your own wow. government?
1: Washington Times. Real. How far will the Democrat Party go to import and register brown people to vote so they win? In Not only in violation of federal law and the Constitution, but all that is good and decent. But now the file word on dieting. Hispanic brothers and sisters.
0: Perhaps you're El Gordo. I'm
1: trying to tie this all together. Vote conservative. It's better for you. It's Um, better for everybody.
0: I read all these articles that are in the big newspapers about the the, the new diet, this or that, or studies. Not not like diet crazes, but new studies. Mm -hmm. And uh, and, uh, somebody compiling all this sort of stuff wrote this article the other day in the New York Times and said this might be the final word on it. And I think it is for me anyway. First of all, there's this. Cut out processed foods, think about the calories you drink every day, and don't eat more than you intend to, period. Just just right there.
4: Yeah. I intend to eat it all. And <laughs> well, that's fine. I
0: intend to eat until I'm sick. <laughs> My intention with this giant five-pound burrito is to eat the whole thing. Okay, right. maybe it is, but yeah. Well, that's say those again. Uh, cut out processed foods. Right. Think that's... about the calories you're drinking every day.
1: Please. Because that's huge for a lot of huge people. That's, that got me to cut back on the wine. Whether it's Starbucks or
0: Pop or whatever it is you're drinking,
4: or think, delicious
0: wine. Think about the
4: calories you drink every day. And or try, even like uh, smoothies and stuff are very popular for people yeah. who like, and they, but they don't calculate. It's easy to forget oh, yeah. that that's a lot of calories. Oh, yeah.
0: That. Jamba juice, a lot of healthy stuff in there and also like 1,200 calories. Um, and try not to eat more than you intend to, which is a huge one. Whenever I'm doing that well, I'm always happy. Like, if I can get past that five-minute window of wanting to eat more, right. right? as soon as I'm past that, I'm so happy. Hey, I don't feel awful. I got up from the table and I don't feel awful. Pleasantly full. Not to mention, I didn't take
1: in all those calories I don't need. I think they're going to find at some point that there's there are genetic differences between people uh, that if you eat X amount, one person feels full immediately, another person feels full four or five minutes after that, another person it might take ten minutes till you realize, oh my god, I've eaten plenty because I know you know I I have to stop before I am quote unquote full to be full ten minutes from that. Well, I think I intuitively.
0: Like I figured this out throughout my life. I kind of eat faster to try to get it in before
1: I feel full, which is a weird thing to want to do. I better get this down because pretty soon I'm going to be too full to eat it. your inner. That's your inner caveman. It's got to be. That is crazy. Eat quickly. Eat quickly. Eat this antelope meat before it A, spoils, or B, a saber-toothed tiger comes out of the the tall grass and eats your ass.
0: Because if I eat this slowly, I'll get full, and then I won't want the rest of it, which what's wrong with that?
1: chances are three out of four you're going to be starving for the next week. Again, we have millions of years of evolution overcome. But then here is the the key to the... Well, you do. I'm mostly Neanderthal, as we've learned.
0: (laughs) Here's the key to the final word on dieting for me. And and it went through, it it, it talked about a big study at Stanford. Boy, we're fanboys of Stanford lately. Giant study by any standards, the number of people involved, the length of time they did it on diets and nutrition, whether it's low-fat low carbs however you're going about it this is what you need to do use the diet that you will stick to that's the diet you should stay on mm. assuming you're taking you're doing a diet that you're taking in less than you
1: you would do without it no 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 i'm just going to eat cold chicken soup with cayenne pepper and pickle juice in it for a week call it a cleanse And you lose 30 pounds for about 10 minutes.
0: The (laughs) bottom line is the best diet for you is still the one you will stick to. That's the diet you should use.
1: Well, how about the science that says once you get to a certain level of heavy, your brain wants to keep you there Mm -hmm. and the rest of it. And then it thinks you're starving, makes it even worse. I've decided, look, there's a range of weight I can be in without like triggering, triggering that, oh, my God, he's starving response. I just want to stay in the bottom end of that range. I'm never going to be 167 pounds again. As I was once for, you know, a cup of coffee. Um, I just, I don't think it makes any sense. I think it triggers that mechanism in my brain. I've, I've figured out a weight. I'm just going to try to hang around there for the rest of my days. Well, that
0: would be, I think, sticking with the diet that you can you can actually do. If, if you think, like, like a lot of people think, that that crazy weight that you want to be or once worried, just you can't pull it off. Well, then what's the point? Right. If you can't stick with it, that's what I'm going to do. Plus, I'm safer in a windstorm. Yeah, a little sturdy. Not not gonna get blown about. You might join the neighborhood rugby team. You don't know. Got a good low center of gravity. (laughs) You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.